L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 17. We almost at 20. Y'all rocking out with the kid. Listen, the, the support that I'm getting from the fans is, is fucking incredible. Like, I love y'all. I, I really do. Y'all, I said it before. Y'all are really like a driving force in my show. You guys keep me going. Um, from the emails to everything, the, the response that I'm getting, the, the numbers is climb, climbing. The, the numbers is climbing and it's on more streaming platforms now. We are now on iHeartRadio. That is kind of big for me. I ain't going to front. Like I told y'all, I was a small fish in a big ocean. I'm, I'm fucking swimming now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm paddling on these haters. Check me out. But now nah, this is uh, episode 17. Um, I want to talk to y'all today about pit stops. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes in life, you have to make a pit stop. You might not want to make a pit stop. Life might force you. You might fuck up and life puts you in a pit stop. Sometimes like life might be like, you know what, sit your ass down for a minute because some of us be moving too fast. We be we be going so fast, we burn ourselves out. So, you know, like in a, in a NASCAR race, in a race car race or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You're on a track. You're going 100 miles per hour. You're moving in circles. You're going, you're going. You got to hit that pit stop. You got to go in a pit. That team that's gonna help you, that is like your inner circle, your, your family, your friends. It might shit, it might be coworkers, but the people close to you is gonna be that team. They're gonna help you change your tires. They, they're gonna help you change your oil. They're gonna help you recalibrate shit and get back on that track. Because sometimes we fall off and we have to get back on track. So, you know, making a pit stop in life, it could be starting a new job, a new career moving shit relationships be pit stops let's keep it 100 because we know all been we all been in a few pit stops before right can, can i say that is it too early in the show y'all know i don't really give a fuck so sometimes in life you have to make a pit stop i, I remember and let me let me just speak my own piece for a second i remember um when i first moved back to brooklyn back in 07 um i had i kind of came up at a certain point i was i was there for two years so i was in 07 to 09 um, I had an aunt that owned a house and she wanted to rent it to me. It was in Queens. Shit was nice as shit. She called me. I went, put the down payment and moved the family out there. Life for a minute was good. Life life for a minute. I, I am not going to front. Life was great. Life was really good. I had a I had a brand new charger. I had a new dope ass crib. I had parking, which us New Yorkers understand having parking is like a luxury. <laughs> I ain't have to move the car and shit or no alternate side parking. I just had my second, my, my, um, my youngest son. I'm sorry, I just had my youngest son and and life was good. Life life was life was great, man. Um baby moms was happy. Um I was out there. I was in Queens for 3 years. It wasn't great for 3 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um I remember when I first moved out there and um not too long after moving out there, um I would say a little over halfway into to and living in Queens, my aunt called me. My aunt was older and she didn't live in New York no more. My aunt was in North Carolina like uh up in the mountains and shit. So me and my aunt at one point we were very close before she passed. God rest her soul. We kind of didn't. We weren't as close before she passed. Now and, and I wish that we were. 
But before, uh, early on, we were really close. And my aunt hit me up and she was like, I like what you're doing with the house. I want to give it to you. She owned multiple properties. She said, I, and I said, really? She said, I'm a, I want to give it to you. She said, soon down the line, we'll get the paperwork done. I want to transfer it to your name. Well, my aunt's health kind of faded and kind of took a wrong turn after that. She also uh, developed like Alzheimer's and dementia and shit like that. So when it was time to get the paperwork transferred over from her name to my name for the house, we didn't get it done. And then she died, God rest her soul. When she died, um, her daughter, which I don't call my cousin, which is her daughter, <laughs> her daughter took over. Boom, I had to move. Now, leading up to that, remember I said at one point, life was good. Shit started going downhill before that happened. Um, and, and you know what? I tried to do the honorable thing by, you know, moving my family to a better neighborhood. I was in East New York at the time. What you heard was, you know what I'm saying? It, gunshot. I felt like I was back in Crown Heights. Gunshots every, every fucking night. Gunshots. Shit was bad. So I moved them out there to Queens. It was quiet. There was no ratchet shit on the block I was on in the neighborhood I was on. It was I never even I never even got pulled over by cops in Queens. This is how different this shit was. So life was good in the beginning. Me and baby mom start having problems. We break up. Um, I had I had a little bit of financial problems. I had kind of fell behind in rent and shit. Um, boom, my aunt dies. Her daughter takes over the house. I'm being evicted now, you know what I'm saying? Because she wanted to sell a house. That's how it goes. I'm looking at life like, what the fuck? Like I said, sometimes we get put in a pit stop. And at the time, life was, you couldn't, and I didn't let it go to my head. But you couldn't have told me that everything was going to just go bad. You know what I'm saying? Because at one point, I was floating on cloud now. Like, damn, my, this is what's up. I was, I was in a very happy space. At one point, and it's kind of like life just kicked me in the ass, like, oh, you happy? Let me fuck this shit up for you real quick. So, boom, like I said, pit stop. Then I was forced to have to uh, move back to Brooklyn. That was a pit stop for me. And when I moved back to Brooklyn, I was kind of looking at my life like it kind of, it kind of, it kind of felt like a failure. At um, like I kind of felt like a failure at one point because you know the three, the two years I was back in Brooklyn, all I, all I thought about every day was, all right, I'm happy to be back in New York, but. I either want to move out of Brooklyn or I don't want to be on this side of Brooklyn because prior to that, I was thinking about going to Park Slope. Park Slope was a little expensive at the time. All of Brooklyn is expensive now, but Park Slope was more expensive than where I was living at, way more expensive than East New York and shit. So I'm, I'm back. Actually, when I moved back to Brooklyn, I was at the end of East New York. I was in City Line and shit. Damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a it was a hard pit stop for me. Like that shit was I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like the way the toll it the first 12 months of being back in Brooklyn, it took a toll on me mentally. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am not when I was packing my shit and packing the house up and I was leaving, I got kind of emotional. I had a um I had an office in the crib, I had a studio, and which I never took for granted. I worked hard for the shit. But as I was packing my equipment. Um, I remember one day just sitting down like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because right before that, life was great. It was like a slippery slope when shit just went left field. Like I said, a pit stop. So I'm back in Brooklyn now for the first 12 months. I just couldn't really fathom what the fuck was going on. It, it, it really took a toll on me. Um, I was back in Brooklyn for three years. And then I moved um, to Jersey. You know what I'm saying? That was, for me, it was it was it was great and it was hard at the same time because moving to Jersey cost me a lot of money. It cost I'm gonna keep I'm not even, I'm not even a lot of y'all. A lot a lot of, a lot of non-northerners. I've heard stories about how you guys um it's cheaper to live uh, in the south and other areas 
that are uh, non uh, northeast, like non east coast and shit like that. So I, I saw somebody the other day post online that they moved into a new crib and they I think they only put five or six hundred dollars down. I'm that's fucking great. Do you guys want to know how much it cost me to move into my crib in Jersey? It was worth the money because going from um Brooklyn to Queens, from Queens back to Brooklyn, being very very unhappy where I was at. I wanted to move my kids to a different environment. My sons deserved it. It cost me four thousand two hundred and fifty fucking dollars to move to Jersey. That was between my, my up my upfront rent, the security and shit. Was I think it was like two months rent, one month security, some shit like that. But I had a dope ass four bedroom crib. I had a two bathroom crib with parking. You understand what I'm saying? It, it it was on the I was renting the first floor of a house. I had three entrances. The shit was very nice. I had central heat. I didn't have central air, but I had air conditioners. Air conditioners. So fuck it. I didn't need it. Um, central uh air. But what I'm saying is, sometimes we put in these um pit stops, you know, not by choice. We we can do everything in our power to stay afloat. We can do everything in our power to walk a straight path, and things will happen. Sometimes it's other people that will cause us to be put in these pit stops. And when these other people cause you to be put in that pit stop, you cannot open up your energy to them ever again. You cannot fucking do that. Once once, once you see... You, nobody, first of all, we're, we're all adults here, right? Ain't nobody blind. Ain't no, well, I don't want to talk about blind people. I'm talking about mentally blind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't take that the wrong way. None of, you know what I mean? It doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to figure out when a person fucks you over or they have put you in a bad position. It, it ain't hard to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? I've been put in position, a bad position from other people. I try not to put other people in bad positions. I'm not saying that I haven't, but I, I can honestly say the people I have put in bad positions, guess what? If 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 I did it and I walked away from it, just walked away from it, then that means I made peace with it. And they, that person honestly left me no choice. I, they left me no choice but to do it. But sometimes other people will put you in these positions. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So we 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 all know and understand when a person does that. We do. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, Jersey was a pit stop for me. Now, when I first got there, it was a little hard for me. Um, I was working for a really really great airline <clears throat> at the time. I was still working at JFK. I had I had to commute. I, I moved there from um. December of 2016, and I was still working at JFK. I was only supposed to commute for a month. I ended up commuting for four months from December to March of 2017. Now, a lot of people listening, I have a lot of listeners back home, back up north, some in Jersey, some in New York. I know people that have been commuting for 10 plus years. I've known people that have commuted for 20 years. I know people that lived in Jersey and worked in New York their whole life, and they retired out of New York City or whatever, or New York State or whatever. Some worked upstate, some worked in the city. It Listen, here's a fact that y'all don't know. It's easier to get upstate New York than it is into the city. This is real shit because I've done the drive for both and it's a lot easier. Now, I don't want to sound soft by complaining, but that was a very hard commute. It was a very hard commute because it would take me literally, literally from where I was living at with no traffic, you could get to Manhattan in about 25 minutes. You could get the JFK, I'd say, right at an hour. If that, it would take me almost three hours to get there because this is how serious traffic was. And I was paying a toll. 
So it wasn't that, that pit stop in Jersey was not easy in the beginning. It was very hard for me. So between the wear and tear on my car, me between me getting no sleep, between me putting gas in my car, between me paying fucking tolls every day, the shit kind of it kind of broke me down. You know, you know what I'm saying? Here it is. I just spent all this money to get there, to move there, to move my, my sons and shit there. I, I spent all this money to get there, very excited to get there, but it's still tearing me down every day for four months. I got I got to a point I before my transfer went through, I was literally literally looking at life and I said, you know what? I think I might quit. I was I was I was this close to quitting my job because I couldn't handle it no more. And it was the winter time. It was it was not easy. It was not easy at all. And I and I came very close to giving up. And a lot of y'all that personally know me know giving up is some shit I really don't like doing. I hate I hate quitting. I hate it. If if me, I'm the type of person, if I do something and I don't get to finish it, ah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm very hard on myself. I think that's honestly one of my biggest downfalls is um me being hard on myself. Like I I, I kind of I've had to step back in certain situations and say, yo, you tried your best or you are trying your best. Take a breather. Slow down for a minute. But like I said, Jersey was Jersey was a pit stop. It was a great pit stop because I got to meet great people in Jersey. Uh, Jersey has fucked up drivers, some of the worst drivers I ever met in my life. But I love y'all. <laughs> I do. I, I love y'all a lot. It, it was it was it was a different set of northern energy. Even though there are a lot of similarities between between New Jersey and New York, there are a lot of differences. A lot of differences. I used to live on. Um, I grew up on Crown between Crown is Crown is Schenectady, but kind of between Crown and U, between Schenectady and Utica Avenue, right? If you do not know a person walking up the block, they're not going to look at you and say, what's up? They're not doing it. We, us New Yorkers, when we walk past somebody in the street and we don't know them, we stare ahead. We don't look at each other. It's not some shit you do. You don't just say hello to strangers. All right? When I moved to East New York, the first time I lived on East New York, I lived on Belmont and Berryman. Nobody over there is going to walk past you and say hello just to say hello. When I moved to, to the end of East New York and I was in City Line, I was on Sheridan and Atlantic. Nobody's going to look at you as they're walking past you and say, hello, it's not happening. When I moved out to Jersey, the first day I'm walking up my block, four or five people, hey, what's up? Hello, what's good, bro? I was like, oh, shit. It was there. I felt like I was down south for a minute. It, I was not used to that. And a few times it threw me off, and I didn't want to come off as rude. So, you know, I, I, I'll say, what's up? What's good? I'm a cool-ass dude. But- it's a it's a different set of northern energy. I actually learned a few things living in Jersey. It was it was um the thing is us us northerners depending on what part of the north you're from. You could be from New York, you could be from Connecticut, you could be from New Jersey, right? Let's let's just say the tri-state. People from the tri-state, depending on what part of the tri-state you're from, all have a different uh outlook on life. We all have a different aspect, and and I've learned that shit. Like I've met a lot. I met a lot of people from Connecticut. I actually have some family in Connecticut. Um, I've lived in New Jersey. I've lived in New York. Lived in New York most of my life. It's a different set of energy. And I actually appreciated the energy that I was shown while I was living in Jersey. So sometimes a pit stop in your life is a learning lesson. You understand? So it, it might be a learning lesson to teach you to be humble. It might be a learning lesson to show you some shit that's going to help you in life. It might be a learning lesson full of resources. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? Like I, I it, it moving to Jersey really opened my eyes to a lot of different things. I, I feel like people, people in Jersey are, I kind of look at them like people from Long Island, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I say this respectfully because I've known and I've had family in Long Island that lived so far up in Long Island, there was really nothing there. Everything was spread out. There were um, not high paying jobs, not high paying jobs, but not as high as New York City as the five boroughs. So a lot of people from New York and uh, I'm sorry, a lot of people from Long Island and a lot of people from Jersey have to commute very far to work, you know, hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like people, listen, all my, all my Long Island people, I fucks with y'all, y'all hustle. I've known people that lived way up in Suffolk County and would get on the Long Island Railroad and go all the way to Manhattan. They had to deal with the delays. They had to deal with the uh, with the tracks fucking up. When it snows, that shit is not running. Then they got to drive into the city if they can drive into the city. I used to work at JFK. It would, it would take a lot of people from Long Island a long time to get to work because that southern state is is fucked up. It's 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 a very backed up highway and it's dangerous because there's a lot of accidents on that shit. I seen people from New Jersey go all the way from deep in Jersey to New York just to work and go all I seen people, I seen I've known people that lived at the end of Jersey by PA, by Pennsylvania, go all the way to JFK to work, all the way to New York City. I seen people that lived at the end of Jersey go all the way upstate New York. You understand what I'm saying? All the way to fucking Newburgh, you know what I mean? Or or like Slotesburg and shit. So I have I've I I have a high level of respect for these people. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what pit stops life put them in to make them have to do that. Or maybe they put themselves in pit stops and got out of it. Now they're able to do that. I don't know. That's their life. But you have to respect that. You totally have to respect that. I've known people that live deep in Jersey, all the way down by Trenton and Mount Holly. And would drive every day to work in the city, downtown Newark, or they will work in Jersey City because that's where the money is at. You understand what I'm saying? So these pit stops that life puts you in, once you're able to, to you and your team fix the car, y'all get out of that pit stop, pit stop and you get back on track, you need to fucking floor that shit. You need to floor, do some burnouts. You know what I'm saying? Hit that 100 miles per hour. Push that shit. You got to whip that V like you know what the fuck you're doing. Because you might end up back in that pit stop. And, and that's kind of like the last thing you want. Because if it took everything in your power it, to get out of that, then you don't want to go back there. And when life puts us in these pit stops, the first thing that we need to do is pray, push, and get the fuck out of it. You need to rehumble yourself. And I've had to rehumble myself. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So me being in Jersey for four years, it showed me a lot. Now, relationships can put you in pit stops. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, you might you might meet the wrong fucking person. You might meet you might meet somebody and really love that person. And and later on, you might really realize that person is not the one for you. They are not. That shit might set you back. It, it, it might knock some years off your life. You might walk away from that shit looking stressed the fuck out. Remember how Obama got in office and eight years later, he, you know what I'm saying? The gray, the gray hairs might start kicking it. You know, he shouts out to Obama, but I, I Maybe that's a bad analogy, but you get what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? But some of these relationships will put you in a pit stop. You know, I I I've known people. Um, I've been put in pit stops before, relationship wise. I've I've known people that have. I know somebody. She walked away from a relationship with fucked up credit, bad credit, re- really bad credit, and it took years. 
for her to fix that shit, but she got back on track. She got that shit fixed and she cut dude off. You know what I'm saying? It, it, when these people put you in these positions and you have to dig yourself out, the motivation should be to do better than that person. It, it, it should. And I, and I know I said on the show uh, before, your motivation shouldn't always be to do better than that person. But when that person fucks you over and they put you in that position, that should be your motivation. It should. You should always keep in mind to never allow that person back into your life. Because that person might have, you never know, you might have been in a relationship. That person might have, you know what I mean, put you on child support. That person might have cheated on you. Might have, uh, 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 y'all might have been married. They might have tried to take you for spousal support. There's all kind of setbacks that can happen. Uh, and I don't want y'all to think that I'm anti-relationship. I'm not. If you if you find somebody you love, love them and hold on to them. But if they have put you in this position, you need to understand that person is not your friend. They are not. I've seen people take four, five, six, seven years to really bounce back and be where the fuck they need to be. And that shit takes a toll a toll on you. It scars you. It scars why you why do you think so many people are damaged now as far as relationships and shit? People are damaged out here. There are people now where if you get into a relationship with them, they might do some weird shit. And you might look like, why the fuck are they doing that? But they're reverting back mentally to the person they was with before and they are actually comparing it and equating you and your relationship to that when they shouldn't do that. And when they do that, that means they haven't fully gotten over that relationship. Not fully over that person, but they haven't fully gotten over that relationship. They haven't healed yet. They haven't. That person has not healed yet. So the pit stop that that person was put in, they might physically not be there, but they might emotionally still be there. And and that's a, and that's a huge thing too that nobody talks about. They might still be there. If that person, I, I've, I've seen people where every other conversation is about their ex or they're always mad and things like that. I mean that they, they are not healed. Their soul is angry. Their soul is angry. And they, they kind of, they haven't gotten the closure that they, de- that they deserve from that person that they was with in that pit stop that they were in, they are still emotionally deep in that shit trying to dig themselves out. Or if they're not trying to dig themselves out, they might be comfortable there. Because the, the funny thing about life, when we get put in certain positions in life, when, when, we, when we have to endure anger, sadness, uh, fear, all these different things, we become used to it. It's it's like it's like we're 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 cool with it and we're comfortable. It's like a comfort zone for a lot of people, which is it sounds crazy, but this is true. Believe it or not, if you don't believe it, that means you might ha- not have ever experienced it. Thank God you haven't experienced it, because a lot of people look look at like look at it like this, right? Have you ever had a family member in your own family, or had a female friend, or someone that you knew that just can't leave the person that's beating on her? And, and it's kind of like you have. I've seen females in abusive relationships. The, the dude, the dude is a piece of shit. He's beating on them, but she don't want him to go to jail. <laughs> or if he go to jail, she right there at the police precinct. And she's the first one there to bail him out. She putting her car up and shit. She putting something down his collateral to get him out. Or he's beating on her, and the first thing she say, "Oh, he ain't that bad. He's not. Yes, he is bad. Yes, the fuck he is bad. He has you on a pit stop in life. Because guess why? You can be fucking great." You could leave this motherfucker, go be with somebody else, or you can leave him, implement self-care and self-love, and upgrade your whole existence. You understand what I'm saying? But she's so used, she's so it's she's so used to it and comfortable with it, and she shouldn't have to be. She deserves better. A lot of y'all deserve better in life. And once these pit stops uh 
once you get yourself out of these pit stops, go get better. Go find find better. Once you find better and it's for you, you hold on to that shit. Gia, it's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This was episode 17. Rock with your boy. I'm out.